Hi, it's Phil Crowshaw again from Passions, and in this episode, we welcome back Terry Burwell for part two. Enjoy. Do you know, one, one of the things that strikes me um, when I hear you talk is what in effect appears to me is a, a real passion for what I can, I guess I would describe grassroots. You know, that a lot of people you talk to that my dad used to call them glory hunters when it was always used to be, you know, always used to be about the big clubs, Manchester in football terms, Manchester United, Manchester City, and so on and so forth. But you seem to have a real passion for the grassroots side of things. Is that is that a fair observation? Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm, I'm hugely privileged to, to, to have had, an, had enough talent to be able to play at the highest level, you know, as it was at, at, at that time. But, but uh, you know, my, my friendship group, my peer groups, everything else have been in that in that grassroots community environment, and 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 I think we you know we we have a unique sport. We we will never be the national game. That's football's place, and then, and it will remain football's place. But we did position ourselves to the community game, and so grassroots is is very much the appeal. Now, I don't misunderstand me. I love going to Twickenham. I love all the all the things that go with it. I've been at the World Cup final, I've been at a Heineken Cup match in Toulouse or wherever. You know, I, I've fortunate enough to experience those but actually they're no better or no worse than being on the touchline at new milton watching their third team play against ellingham and ringwood thirds you know in the pouring pouring rain just watching a referee do his best to give people an afternoon sport uh, and and the impact of that and and the opportunity that affords means that when i come home having had my beer at, you know at the club or whatever and i get home I'm every bit as, as satiated and, and enthused as I would have been um, if I'd stood on the touchline and said, come on, England, or, you know, come on, on Lions or wherever. You know, that, a rugby push is a rugby pitch, and, and, and it's great to walk past. And that's, that's what's been so challenging in, the, in, in these last few weeks. Okay, you know, England are playing Ireland behind closed doors tomorrow. Yes, I, I, you know, I, I'll use my Amazon Prime subscription to, to watch that and, uh, at, so, at some point uh, in there. But what my DNA is missing is what it always did at the Saturday lunchtime. It says, get in a car and find a rugby pitch and watch some, watch some rugby live. Go and have some, some, some chat with some people in a bar. Go and, go, and, go and chew the cud. Go and do all those things. Go and listen to people's opinions on the touchline and so on and so forth. And come home, you know, really satisfied by that experience. And, that's, and that I'm, I'm missing more, more, than, more than anything. You know, to say you're a bear with a sore head is an, is an understatement, you know, because, you know, ultimately you need to have some goals to fulfill all the things that you're doing off piece. And, and, you know, so we're, we're desperate. So where are we at the, you know, and that's a really good, let, let's go, go back. Our, you know, people are desperate to get out and play contact rugby again. They want to be involved. They want to do what, you know, what, the, what they do, which is get into, into a physical encounter. Um, but all the evidence suggests that parts of our game, the contact game, the scrummage and maul 
um, you know, without getting too technical, clearly are, are not socially distanced environments. Uh, and, and, so, and so therefore, you know, we're likely to return at some point, you know, when we can return with, with, an, with an adapted game, which doesn't have some of those flashpoints. And, 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 you know, the game's comfortable with that. So we've been needing to try and make sure that we get a game which is familiar, that people can be, be satisfied with. We've been looking to see how we might put some, some competitive opportunities for people to play into club, into club. At the same time, managing what their facilities are like. Can they get into their facility? Can they use the bar? How is that socially distanced? How many people can go in a changing room? Are the showers still available? Have they checked them for legionnaires? There's a whole raft of things to try and bring the game back into position. But what we've got out there, and this is why I talked about this volunteers here, it's a hugely resilient community-focused group of people who are who are mothballed their clubs, have started to do all the right things to get things into place. Um, and so, I, you know, I'm, I'm confident that, that, you know, what I'm doing, what I can do, uh, will bring it back. And, and we're all just desperate, desperate to get out and, 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 and get on and touch on. Our pitches have never been in better condition because there's been nobody on them for all the, for all the wet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah not get, the mud baths of, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for winter, we're going to be able to run on grass instead of mud. You know, so, <laughs> Going to be an interesting time. Yeah, but you, you know the, the the grassroots element of that and, and the involvement in in, in, in in the age grade game and the opportunities that brings about and seeing young people in very But of course now the, the big huge explosion of interest. We won the women's World Cup in twenty fourteen, which was a great event. A great event. In, uh, won that in France, and, and you know the women's game has gone from strength to strength and continues to do so. And you know England are now ranked number one as a women's side, they're a fully professional uh, group, but critically down below, girls are finding the joy of rugby football, and, and the great asset that girls bring to, to the game is they understand space better than boys. Boys boys are normally intent on, on finding contact with each other. And That's interesting. They like That's very them. interesting. They like, like to find a bit of space, um, and what we need is more women coaches to make sure they're not directed by the men coaches that take them back towards the women's game. Because when you watch the women's game and you see it played and you see it, it flow, you know, it's got, it's got some, this is not meant to be patronising, it's got some old-fashioned appeal um, in, in that it's just played. You know, a um, good friend of mine, Pierre, Pierre Vilpro from France, great French fullback, he coined the phrase, Jouer, 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 which is obviously play, play, play. And, and that's, that's how I see it. You know, that's how I see them, see them involved. And, you know, long may it continue to do so because they're getting great enthusiasm and enjoyment out of it. Uh, and the numbers, you know, suggest that, that it's going up and up. And, you know, we're needing to find new ways of, of making sure that we can facilitate that because our clubhouses aren't necessarily designed for them, you know, changing facilities, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really one, exciting one of, times. Sorry. One of, one of the things that um, I've seen debated quite a bit over the years, and this is, this is probably included in football, but certainly I've seen it debated in rugby. And I'd be interested to get your perspective on it. And that's the whole area of, do you really have to have played the game to be the best coach? Uh, n n no, um, not, necess not necessarily, and, and you mm. certainly don't need to have played it at the, at the highest level. 
Um, you know, there are lots and lots of examples of really good quality coaches that have come through, both in football now, starting to develop who weren't high profile players. And that's also true in, 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 in rugby football. Um, you know, clearly game understanding as it's in, in rugby, because whilst I like to think it's a simple game, I understand that vast majority of people think it's an incredibly complex game. Uh, and so therefore coming to those nuances can be quite challenging. Um, uh, and game understanding is critical, but but coaching is is about people management. It's not necessarily always about the technical side. So you know, many coaches now have have a, a team of people that deal with particular facets of what they do. Even in a club environment, you'll find that people share the load a, a, around that. And more often than no, not, the, the coach is, is there to, to to engage, to to deal with those personal people skills. Um, to, to put in place the team spirit, the bonding, the culture, and all the things that go with that. And then, you you know, I I couldn't pretend that I ever knew the dark arts of what was happening in the scrimmage. So, you know, I relied on other people to give the best advice and then, uh, that they could to, to ensure we became a competent scrimmaging team. Um, because if we weren't competent in that area, we couldn't do the other things we wanted to do. Um, so you find strengths and weaknesses in, in individuals. So, you know, the, the short answer is, is, is no, uh, you know, we can find opportunities for everybody in, in this environment. But, but, you know, they ultimately, um, you know, follow the, the core cultural principles of, you know, people management and, you know, being good in teamwork and good on respect and good on, on all the, the core values of, of, of sports and engagement. Well, well, leadership's obviously critical, and it would be, uh, I think it'd be very remiss of me not to cover leadership because um, you've obviously worked with an awful lot of people. Um, would you, is there anybody you, you may not want to do this, but is there anybody you would name in terms of all the people you've worked with and around in the sport who were stood out as exceptional leaders? And if so, what sort of, and it might be your good self. Um, what sort of skills or what sort of temperament do you tend to see in the best leaders? Well, well I'm going to argue a bit against myself now because because undoubtedly the, 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 the person that I'd put at the top of the tree is my former captain at Leicester, which is Peter Wheeler, who has just stepped down as president of the Rugby Football Union. Here is an amazing journey from a, somebody who played for a junior club in Kent, you know, came down to, to become a British Lion, captain in England, right through the ranks with Leicester and then ended up as president of the RFU in World Cup year last year. Uh, but Peter, Peter was, was one of, the, one of the, the great leaders of our sport because not only was he a great player in, in, in the time that was put together and, and you know, he, he led us through a number of John, John player uh, victories and, and opportunities, but, but also the things that he did to support the club off the pitch and, and in particular, the engagement of us as a family club, as we were at Leicester at that time, you know, we opened up the doors that, 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 that hadn't previously been there. So our wives and our families were very much part of the, of the, West, of the Leicester way. Uh, and of course, he went from there on to, to become coach of Leicester and then became chief executive of Leicester. But in that role, he was then a, a key leader with, within, you know, the development of the professional sport. Um, not just looking at what his own club could do, but looking at where he could influence and help change, you know, in the wider context. Now, some would say that he was doing that to the advantage of Leicester. Well, of course, you know, anybody in those environments is likely to, 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 to favour to some extent what they're doing. But I now know, looking back, that much of the work that Peter did across that structure. And then why, why was he good at that? 
Well, he was he was always able to laugh at himself. That was the that was the first thing. He was a great after dinner speaker, but he but he had a capacity to engage and and, and be involved in in, in a in a very light-hearted man. I can remember him standing up in a dinner. Uh, Newby came to speak at the dinner at Newby, and, and he, he said uh, of myself, he said, you know, Cherry is one of those players that you know, when he's out on the pitch, you, you could barely take your eyes off of him. But I can assure you, it's well worth the effort when you did. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, so it, it was that sort of sort of sort of sort of line and everything else that, that engaged him because he won the audience over there at my expense at that time. But but that was that was his there. But also, what he had was it was a huge. A passion again we go back in here you've got to believe in in what it is you're referring to and how you're helping lead and 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 you know so him becoming the president of the union was great reward for that for that passion and that journey along the way um what else did he what did you provide well insight really clear insight and understanding you know i i often talk about the fact that you can you you can have the knowledge of of of, of what things happen because you can read read about it but you very often don't have the understanding of how things hang together and the direction they must take. And that's very yeah. much to me back to me. You know, one of the subjects I taught was math and mathematics. And one of the things we always had to, to actually say, show you're working. You know, how did you, how did you, how did you come? Yeah. 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 You, you yeah. Know, put it together. And, and that become, that becomes quite, quite true and everything else. So that understanding is a critical thing. And Pete was always very good at articulating, the whys and the wherefores and the and, and the whatevers around things, rather than just saying that's what it is, you know, which, which is the other side. So I, I think he took people with him, um, uh, and and as such, you know, that's that's a, a key leadership element. I mean, there've been other lots and lots of great people along 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 the way. Obviously, Bill Beaumont is leading world rugby incredibly effectively across there as a colleague and a friend o over many years. You know, that's at the higher level. But I had some great people working for me. There's a New Zealander called Evan Crawford, who, who, who was an exceptional leader in the coaching sphere, really changed the, the ideology and philosophy of some of our coaches. And again, you know, because he was a people person and had a great understanding of, of, of where, where he was coming from. And there's some, some, some incredible people now. We've got Sue Day, who is um, currently the finance director at the RFU, just received the MBA for us, MBE for our services to rugby football and she she is a fantastic role model and leader not just for the women's game because she, she exemplifies that or even you know the, the lgbt community which she also represents fantastically but because she has a huge interest and passion in the whole sport so you know you know i'm really confident that some great people are still involved in our sport and we continue to provide them and then i look at um you look at leadership and I look at go back to our grassroots clubs and I look to see those clubs that, that come through the process in here and invariably they have got sound leadership at the top of their organization so Ollie Bolter over on the Isle of Wight Stuart Barden at Peter, Petersfield James Jagged at, 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 at Basingstoke Steve Benson down at Ellingham and Ringwood you know the, the, the names you know they're, 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 these are these are people I'm I'm living and breathing with all the time but they are ensuring their clubs are going to be here for not just the foreseeable future but for the long-term future and that's where and, and they they are providing great leadership in their club environments and their communities fantastic um it would be remiss of me being a northern or not to touch on the rugby league versus uh, rugby union conversation um have you got any views on that because it, it obviously i'm 
reasonably senior in years. And I remember lots of debate when I was at school about union versus league. And of course, being up in, in Manchester, it was all about league. But it always seemed that I perceived it that the South was union and the North was league. Is that a perception? And what, what views do you have on the two different types of rugby? Well, first of all, you know, rugby league is a great spectacle, and and, and it's great, it's great entertainment. It's a different sport, obviously, for various reasons. And you know, I, I was privileged in in nineteen ninety eight to to be in in Huddersfield when we went to the, to the George there to look and and and, and bring the codes together. When because um, it was at the George in Huddersfield where rugby league uh, effectively became its schism all those years ago. Um, and they're great sports, and of course they've produced great athletes. Jason Robinson is, is you know, is, is, is arguably you know, the greatest cross-code rugby player ever, if not one of the great rugby union players of all time. And, and there've been others that, that that have come into the fold and continue to do do that. Andy Farrell, who's currently coaching coaching Ireland rugby union, was with England, but you know, Man of Steel, um, you know, a legend in 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 in, in rugby terms, both there, and of course his son is now captain captain of England. So great admiration for the sport, and again, <coughs> community roots. You know, in, in the go to Barrow, go to Whitehaven, go go out on the extremities in Cumbria. You talk about the M. People talk about the M62, but look at the passion that's still held. You know, out on the on the Cumbrian Peninsula, uh, and you know that's just as strong strong today. Uh, and you know. You know, there's a place for both codes, and and you know, I, I, you know, the skills are transferable. Um, you know, the the the, the enjoyment of, of, of both is together. Clearly, my colleagues in the, in union clubs in the north see league as a threat from time to time. Um, and we do less so in 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 the south. Um, and you know, obviously, London has struggled to get a rugby league side for quite some period of time. So, you know, that's uh, you know, that's been a challenge. But you know, they've now got. A successful team down in France in in Perpignan, the Catalan Dragons. But of course, that is a rugby league area. So they play, you know, they play. You know, you go to Carcassonne and around that area, they play Tres, which is which is thirteen aside. So you know, you know, is it an international game? Well, not to the same extent that, that Union is. You know, is it like yeah, to, appeal yeah. to, to 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 women in the same way that that Union does? Possibly not, because it, you know, again, going back, the fact it is such a immediate contact-based game you know that that's a terrible generalization but you know I, i'm you know apologize if that if it is but you know I think <laughs> it is what it is um, <laughs> yeah but you know yeah, yeah i don't i've got a lovely story to tell i mean both my boys were, were, were big uh, rugby league fans you know they, they watched it and, and um we um uh, uh in, in particular, um, the youngest son Adam was a Wigan fan, and, and that was a bit glory hunting because Wigan, you know, were the uh, <laughs> yeah. team of the great yeah. team, as you'll understand. Anyway, he said, "What what would you like to do for your birthday?" He said, "Well, I'd like to watch. I'd like to go and watch Wigan play." And we couldn't get a, tea, a ticket at Wigan for love or money, so we drove up to Bradford and watched them play Bradford Wigan at Oddsall and uh, and oh, years ago, and. Um, fascinating experience for an eight-year-old boy for his birthday out of the south so here, here we go but the, the, the words that re, the words still ring yeah. with me and, and 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 adam would talk about it as a broad yorkshire man in front of us who, who only shouted one thing all all game it was get the boogers on side 
and you know, that, that stayed with us as you, as you won't imagine. Now, I know we're, we're yeah. probably coming out, yeah. but it would also be remiss of me if I didn't tell you about my, my greatest, greatest moment uh, brought about through rugby football. And Spencer would Please want, me, do. Want, want me to tell you about this. We, we just won the John Player Cup back in 1979. And one of our favourite programmes on a Saturday morning when we were all getting ready to go and play was Tis Was on, 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 on Saturday morning television. <laughs> Uh, hosted by Lenny Henry, you know, absolutely, you know, children's entertainment. But of course, we were big kids. You know, we we're in that big kid environment. We're off to play a game of rugby football. You know, we're 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 back in, in, into those young. So anyway, we win the we win the cup and we get invited over to, to Midlands today uh, uh, on a Monday evening. You know, with the cup, to, to, so two or three of us go over to Midlands today and and and. They, um, the presenter at the time said, so, so, what's, so what's, what's left to do then, guys? You won the cup. And we said, well, the really, really big thing for us is we'd like to be in the cage on Tiswas. So, uh, you know, as an ambition, I mean, it's fairly limited, isn't it? And I said, <laughs> said well, you, you, what about this Saturday? So the, the following Saturday, we, we head off to the studios in Birmingham um, for the cage in Tiswas. Now, this ended up being the iconic episode with Lenny Henry, where he's he's got um, what was then known as you know the, the great newsreader alongside him, uh, Trevor McDonut, as he referred to him, but, but there's of course Trevor McDonald there. Yeah. So yeah. you've got the two newsreaders, Lenny Henry and, and Trevor McDonut, in front of the cage, and half of Leicester Tigers in the cage behind them, jumping up and down like imbecilic school kids, uh, and it. it Every so often it reappears on because uh, uh, it is a tis was great. There's no question about that. It's a Lenny Henry great. It's a Trevor, but in the background is is these rather big kids in in in, in their gear. You know, does it get any better than that? Of course, no, probably not. Um, you know, yeah, great, I would. Uh, do you know what? I am sure I can find that clip on YouTube. So uh, I might just have a dig around and see if I can. Find- yeah, I'm sure you will be able to. It's, it, it's been played millions of times, so it's, uh, yeah, it's iconic. Brilliant. Okay, Terry, well, we're running out of time, but uh, thank you ever so much for that. Lots of insight and ideas and inspiration, and I, I just know I could carry on talking to you. We've not even touched some of the stories that you can't tell, or at least you'd have to change the names to, to protect the guilty. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to make that into another show another time, I think. Indeed. It's been a pleasure, Phil. And, and, and you know, I, I really enjoy talking about our sport, as you know, and, and, and I do, you know, the title is, 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 the clue's in the title, isn't it? It's passions and, um, you know, it, it will, will remain so. So, yes, you know, I look forward to, to catching up with you again and, and thanks very much for the opportunity. Fabulous. Do you know, I'm just going to finish off with the, with an observation. Um, we all, as part of this journey in looking into passions, one of the debates that goes on is the difference between a passion and an interest. And for the first time, I think, in the interviews I've done so far, something you talked about started to give me an insight into the difference between a passion and an interest. And that was when you talked about the fact that you were just as happy and unfulfilled at the side of a pitch in the pouring rain, in the freezing cold in Northampton as you were at Twickenham, doing all the stuff that you would do at that level 
but you were just as happy in both places because it was rugby that was that, that was part and parcel of what you were doing. And that's the first time I've come across a, an, an example of way, maybe the difference between the two. Well, that's, that's really interesting to tell, but I'm, 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 I'm glad you picked up on that because it is such an important part of my life and my family would, would, would share that with me. Um, you know, Carol, no, we didn't, didn't share, but Carol watched the first game of rugby at Roslyn Park. I was coming to come down with Loughborough. She was at college at Avery Hill and um, Loughborough were playing Roslyn Park. And one of the great, great men of Roslyn Park was Oliver Reed. You know, um, he used to go and have oh, several, gosh, right. several shares and he was always on the touchline uh, there. And I brought Carol to her first game there. She thought she thought there were there were film stars at every place that we went to. <laughs> I won't say I sold I won't say I sold her rugby on that basis, but but that, that's what they She she went she told her mum, she said, Oh I went I went to watch Carrie play rugby and Oliver Reed was there. <laughs> Amazing. Thank Wonderful. You. Okay, Terry, thanks very much for that. Really appreciate it. Really enjoyed it. And thanks for joining me on Passions today. Much appreciated, sir. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you for your time. Bye bye.